Hello, good friends, and welcome to Don't Be Talkin'. Join myself and my sidekick, Megan, as we chat about some truths and nonsense. Whether you're driving in your car, taking a nice hot bath, or sipping on a cold drink on your patio, you're invited to get silly with us. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Don't Be Talkin'. Uh, My name is Kimberly Drake, and I'm joined by my best friend, Megan. We do everything together, so it was... uh, you know, it was obvious that I had to have her on this podcast. It is my little baby that I've wanted to do for a long time. And since we are in quarantine, it was the perfect opportunity to start it. And so um, I'll be doing the editing. So bear with me on that because I'm learning as I go. And uh, and Megan is going to join me for probably every single podcast. So <laughs> we're sidekicks. She has to be there for every part of my life. Um, so I'm just going to we're just going to introduce ourselves tell you a little bit about us and our backgrounds. Um, Like I said, my name is Kim Drake, and I'm currently 33 years old. I am married with a 15-month-old son and an 11-year-old cat. I'm from St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. Uh, I've lived here for most of my life. I did spend just a short time overseas. It was just, um, uh, I think, a little over a year I lived in South Korea. Uh, I was teaching English over there, so anyangaseyo for any Koreans out there listening. I have a theater degree with a major in acting, and I do still act as much as I can in any sort of theater and film, but I do have a full-time job as a financial services manager at a car dealership. So they are two very different worlds, but they both have long hours and they require a lot of hard work and memory, so uh, same, same, but different. So that's a little bit about me, and... um, I would love for Megan to introduce herself. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Meg, and I'm Kim's sidekick in basically everything that we do. We're each other's sidekicks. Um, I I work in education, in French education, so that's kind of why my language, and I try to search for my words a lot because my brain is working at two languages at once. I am single with my two cats, so I am your definition of a crazy cat lady. Well, one cat shy of that. uh, I'm from the Bjorn Peninsula originally. And I lived in Nova Scotia for a while, but the bulk of my time, adult life, has been in St. John's. But I am uh, I am from the Bjorn Peninsula. I'm currently working on my master's degree, so that's why I may not be here for every podcast, but I will certainly do my best. And I love to sing, so singing is my favorite thing to do. And if I could make a living out of that, I would, but education is also a great choice. Definitely. And I should say that... Um uh, that we were in a band together. So that was, uh, I mean, we have a long history, but we, we both love to sing together. So we may break out into spontaneous song from time to time and maybe two part harmony. And we would love it if you could join in maybe with a three part harmony, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you, whatever you want to do. Um, so I think, um, I want to chat about why we chose Don't Be Talking as the podcast name. So Megan actually came up with this, and as soon as she said it, it I thought it was just perfect. Um, so basically, Don't Be Talking in Newfoundland, Canada is an expression that kind of, it, it can mean a few different things, actually, but sometimes it just means disbelief. So kind of like, no way. You know, somebody tells an interesting story and it's like, don't be talking. And, uh, and what are some other meanings, Meg? Well, one is like uh, a term of agreement. So like you say, oh, man, I've eaten so much chocolate. And if I did, too, I go, oh, don't be talking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, in Newfoundland, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about uh, some of the sayings that we have here. It, it's kind of an Irish culture, and we can, you know, we do have a little bit of a, a Newfoundland accent, me and Megan. So, and if we're ever drinking on this podcast, you're definitely going to hear it come out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I like to say that I speak three languages, English, French, and Newfoundland, and I love every single one of them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm such a proud Newfoundlander. And uh, one thing that, I, that I've that i always kind of hated is, you know, when people look down upon Newfoundlanders for their accent, because they sometimes they say it sounds, uh, you know, like they're uneducated. But honestly, Newfoundlanders are the smartest and is keenest a word. Okay, <laughs> see this. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not selling Newfoundlanders very well because I can't, I can't even come up with words and you have an excuse. You have an excuse because you speak another language. I just can't even speak one. (laughs) No, but I hear what you're saying. Newfoundlanders are the, they're the smartest, hardest working people I know. And I love that they use their sense of humor, um, in a way to kind of counteract that, that disbelief, that, that whole, we're not smart enough kind of thing. We use our humor with each other to counteract that. So Newfoundlanders know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they know the difference. <laughs> and, uh, and we stick together. Like I, I'm always proud of Newfoundlanders and especially during this quarantine period. And that's something we're going to talk about today as well. It's just, we're going to go into our quarantine stories since, you know, right now we are recording separately, uh, because we are in isolation and, you know, we want to just chat a little bit about what it's like for us here in Newfoundland in quarantine. And uh, one one thing that I will say is that Newfoundlanders, it seems like uh, one of the biggest things uh, about us is that we love having parties in our kitchen. And what I love about social media is that we're still getting to see kitchen parties on, on Facebook Live or whatever it might be. Oh, that's amazing. I love tuning into all the live videos and the musicians playing in their kitchen. And it's just so heartwarming. I, I love this place. <laughs> It's such a nice place. And sometimes you don't really appreciate your, you know, your home province or country or whatever until you go away. And I remember, sorry, I was going to say that's absolutely true. You go ahead first. Yeah, no, I was going to say when I came back from South Korea, I mean, when I lived in South Korea, everything had kind of been built really quickly and all the buildings kind of were white, looked the same. They're all, you know, towering above the city. And uh, when I flew back to Newfoundland and I saw the rocky coast and the, the ocean and I saw all of the colorful row houses downtown, they're jelly bean row houses and they're so beautiful there was a six-year-old girl next to me and she was saying, mommy, mommy, look at the houses. And I was just bawling. <laughs> I was just crying. I was like, they're so beautiful, aren't they? And I was like, I'm okay. I've just been away for a little bit of time. But you'd think that I was away for like 10 years. Oh, you know? no, I get it. I mean, I mean, I wasn't far. I lived in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia is absolutely wonderful. It's like the people of Nova Scotia are like Newfoundlanders. They're warm and friendly. It's just better weather there usually. So, but it's yeah. still, it's Newfoundland is home. And when you live away, there's no more vacations anymore. It's I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. You can't spend too much time away. Everybody says, um, you know, there's something about Newfoundland. We call it the rock. And there's something about the rock that, you know, you, it always pulls you back no matter where you go, no matter how great your life is there. 
there's something about Newfoundland that pulls you and back. I, it, it's kind of mind-blowing because when you think about it, I mean, we're a rock. We have awful weather 90% of the year. Uh, but it's still, it's just, there's something about it. And I don't think anybody's been able to really say what it is. It's like this inert, this inside feeling that everybody has when they're away from here. So true. Um, okay, well, let's just talk about um, how we met. Oh, my favorite story ever. We met at a theater festival. You were an actor and I was the musical director and I was told before you came here that I was going to really want to not like you because of, just out of pure jealousy really, because you're, you know, beautiful and talented, but you're also the sweetest person on the planet, so you can't. You can't not like you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. There's lots of people who don't like me, but thank you. (laughs) but no, it's impossible. Those people shouldn't exist because that's impossible. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so you're, I mean, you're wicked, but we never really bonded until, like, the second week of work when, after rehearsal, we went to the bar, and, of course, we had a few uh, tequilas. But, anyway, we had one too many shots of tequila. Um, That's our affectionate term for tequila for anybody who didn't get that, which I'm sure is nobody. And... And we walked home and we, well, we danced up a storm first and we bonded and then we decided to walk home. And on the walk home, which wasn't very far, you had to pee. I mean, like you do, nature calls. When you're drunk, you got to go, you got to go, right? And there was just no way we were going to make it the half a kilometer to the house. (laughs) So we just kind of stepped off to what we thought was the side of a building, which was um, much more visible than we really realized at the time from the road. Yeah, there, there were no bushes. <laughs> no bushes. It was actually like a, like an old patio on an old building <laughs> next to that. And uh, so, I mean, you did your thing, but I didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable while I stood there, you know, in the middle of the street while you peed. So me and my brilliant drunken wisdom said, I'll, you know, I'll make this easy on her. So I reached in my purse and I hauled out a tin whistle and a preface, I can't play the tin whistle. So I hauled it out and played the most ridiculous rendition of My Heart Will Go On that ever existed. Um, It sounded nothing like the song, but in my head it did. (laughs) To me, it sounded beautiful. (laughs) I mean, we've been best friends ever since. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I'm just so glad that there wasn't, like, super Zoom on phones back then. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if, like, the Google Street View car had gone through at that precise moment? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And that is why I will not tell my real name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. God, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's hard to break a friendship that's you know strongly based on a tin whistle, drunken urination. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, now we we really did solidify the friendship though with the stop sign. We right? did. So we it was like the friendship seal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We had met at the mall and we decided to go somewhere else. Uh, so we got in one car instead of taking two. When we got back so you could get in your car, uh, it was dark, and we were in the mall parking lot in St. John's, and I remember as you were getting out, I looked over my shoulder, just glanced in my peripheral vision, I saw what looked like somebody coming at me, and I jumped and screamed, and I scared the hell out of you, and you jumped out of the car and screamed, and it turned out to be a stop sign. (laughs) 
she scared the shit out of me. And then I looked over and I was like, were you afraid of the stop sign? <laughs> Just, I mean, it had been there the whole time. <laughs> Listen, we may be each other's sidekicks, but neither one of us would be good in an emergency situation. Oh my situation. God, definitely not. I mean, yeah. If we're afraid of a stop sign, I would love to see what would happen if somebody actually approached us. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Somebody coming over just to be like, here's a free coffee, and we punch him in the face, or, you know, uh, who knows? I just would have taken off in my car, like, pedal to the metal, gone. <laughs> See, sometimes when I'm in a situation like that, I, I just freeze. You know, I lose my voice, I lose all feeling in my body. So, you know, when people are, say fight or flight, I feel like I'm just in the middle. I just plop down, like, <laughs> play dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is surprising to me because you have such this, this spirit that I figured that you would definitely be Listen, the fight. when it comes to anybody else, when it comes to my family, my friends, uh, my cat, whatever, I don't know, anybody, I will fight. But when it comes to myself, I just ball up in this little, I don't know, I just, I, I freeze. I can't do anything. And then after I go, I wish I did this. I wish I said this. I wish I, you know, but, uh, in the moment I am like Ariel from the little mermaid when she lost her voice, I'm just like, ah, ah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to pick up that last part. Cause I can't reach the notes. <laughs> oh, how pretty. Okay. Now harmony. That was not <laughs> Okay, you guys need to bear with us because we are recording separately and there's a massive delay sometimes and uh, there's no editing that can fix that. <laughs> okay, so oh, wow. So let's ask each other some questions. Okay. Okay. So what I want to know is what is the thing that you're most proud of during this whole quarantine COVID-19 thing? Is there something that, that you're Ooh. proud of? Honestly, getting up every morning to a set schedule because I'm working from home. So getting up every morning and doing my work at the same time every day is a big thing for me because when I don't have that rigid schedule, it's hard for me to get out of oh, bed. <laughs> good. That's good. Um, I mean, yeah, like I have to get up because I have a toddler and I think that's the thing that I'm most proud of is keeping him alive <laughs> during the day. <laughs> The fact that I've been successful, that's what I'm most proud of because he's an orangutan and gets into everything. So, uh, yeah, all day long, he's just trying to tip TVs on top of them, climb the cupboards, whatever it is, you know. So that's what I'm most proud of. Um, okay, I got to ask you this question. It's my favorite question. What's your most epic fail during COVID-19? Oh my God. My most epic fail during COVID-19 is my most epic fail on a daily basis. I am the biggest clumsy person on the planet. I fall like at least once a day. So I was out for a walk the other day and it was a beautiful day. So on the other side of the street, there was another family walking. And of course I step on a rock the wrong way. And that means that I'm going to fall oh. over. <laughs> oh my God. Now what is your epic fail? My epic fail Oh God, it's a long story, so I'll save it for another episode, but I'll tell you in uh, short, short form, the Coles Notes version. Okay. Um, <laughs> basically, I locked my child in the car and then I locked those keys to the car in the house. So <laughs> oh my yeah. God. It's a long story, but 
Um, but yeah, basically that's that's the Coles Notes version, and uh, he was saved. Not by Jesus, but by um, a locksmith. Uh, <laughs> and not that there's anything wrong with that. Listen, man, whatever gets you through. Um, but exactly. I'm just saying, he was saved. It, it all ended from from start to finish. I think the whole thing was about 10 minutes long. So he didn't even know anything was happening. But anyway, that was my most epic fail. <laughs> okay, and I want to ask you, what are the three things... That are getting you through this COVID-19 quarantine? Okay. Well, my fur babies, my cats, Lucy and Rigby, uh, Beatles fan, P.S. Nice. <laughs> uh, and my mama. Obviously, the the people and creatures that live in my place with me, they're, they're all one. And then um, technology to be able to keep in contact with anybody who's not in my immediate bubble. And alcohol. I mean, I shouldn't drink because I get awful hangovers, but every now and then, you know, a glass of wine just to calm the nerves. Every now and then a glass of wine. Go on, Megan, you drink a bottle. Yeah, well, every now and then a bottle of wine just to calm the nerves. (laughs) I know. I've been drinking more wine now, too, uh, unfortunately. And fortunately, I just don't like the hangover. No, me either. That's why I say every now and then, because I really have to be willing to give up the next day completely. That's right. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now it's at least two or three days, the hangovers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the three things getting me through, uh, oh God, what are they? Okay. So, well, my son, Max, because, uh, you know, it's exhausting with a toddler. However, he does keep my brain occupied and my body moving, (laughs) uh, chasing after him all day. (laughs) So he's getting me through. Um, what are the other things getting me through? Well, the weather is getting nicer now. So getting outside, that's been my saving grace. Uh, just being able to be out in the, the sun that we get one day a week. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's the other thing? What did I say to you? I told you I had three things and I can't remember what the third one is. Wow. I'm literally drinking one right now. Uh, Okay, so I forgot what my third one was that was getting me through, um, and I don't know how I forgot it, <laughs> because <laughs> it was coffee, and I have a coffee in my hand currently, and here I was just like brainstorming. What was the third thing I said getting me through COVID? Well, coffee. I need to slack off, though, because I'm not, I'm not sleeping anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's a vicious cycle, though. You know, you don't sleep, so you need coffee, and then you drink too much coffee, so you can't sleep. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And and my 15-month-old child is teething and has an ear infection because of it, so he's not sleeping, and then I'm not sleeping, and then I need more coffee in the day, and then, like you said, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> so yep. Quarantine has done something to us all, um, and one of the things for me was it helped me reflect on, you know what I kind of want in my life and what I should be working towards. And, you know, every day is kind of blended into the other at this point. But the one thing that I was like, you know, I'd really like to start a podcast. Now, this is my opportunity to do that. So it's like, well, And I love that you've done that. Like, this is fantastic because I do find that I, like, since we, what has been seven weeks now? Oh, God. This is seven, eight weeks now in quarantine. But I find that I'm caring less and less about what other people think. Yeah. (laughs) Mainly because there's nobody else around to care. (laughs) That's true. We're all in sweatpants at this point, so. Yeah, 
exactly. And like my messy bedhead and sweatpants is not going to matter to anybody That's else. Right. I'm like it never did, but now it's really not. So it's kind of clicking yeah. into me. <laughs> you know I feel I mean? like we're all going to come out of this socially awkward um, raging alcoholics or just socially awkward raging alcoholics. Like I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any middle ground. Yeah. No, I really don't. Like, I mean, I was always a little bit of a hermit. Like, I never really liked going anywhere, but I there was a couple places, you know, that I did like to go. <laughs> it was kind of irritating, but... That's right. <laughs> you'd, you'd like to see a couple of people. Um... Exactly. I was never a hiker, but you know what? I think I'm going to turn into one over this. <laughs> You're going to go on one hike and you'll be like, ah, never mind. <laughs> I remember Probably. what this felt like. The minute I see a yeah, spider. The minute right. I see a spider, that's it. Oh, every time I see a spider, I think of you. Oh, yeah. I couldn't leave my house last year for a full day because there was a spider on my leg. Oh, God. And I refused to leave until somebody came over and got rid of the spider. Like, my arachnophobia, it's not just the, t- it's not just the girly, ah, oh, my God, a spider. It's literally, I'm going to pass out. Like, it's <laughs> deathly afraid. I mean, I'm pretty good. Like, I have, like, a, a maybe, <laughs> this sounds, like, super bad, but a healthy fear <laughs> of <laughs> spiders. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, okay, I can deal with a spider until they're those, like, really, like, jagged, big black fast moving like beach spiders those are the ones that freak me out see i'm already scratching yeah i know like just talking about it makes me itchy and scratching my already dried up hands is not good because like i i have hands that look like chicken legs right now because i mean you wash them so much yeah that's true (laughs) can i be itchy and you be scratchy (laughs) <laughs> yes. I mean, I do have a lot of allergies and breakout in hives every day, so it doesn't, you know, it's not far-fetched. Oh. Well, maybe we've gotten too close because I have now started to ha- be allergic to everything. Like, when did uh, that happen? I've never been allergic to anything in my life, and this year I've had two major reactions, and I break out randomly, and I'm always stuffed up. That's always. my life, too. <laughs> I'm always stuffed up. Like, the one day a month when my nose is clear, I'm like, wait this is a different voice. <laughs> like actually, I know it, everything sounds and it's different. terrifying now. Yeah, I know. And it's terrifying. Now you wake up, you're stuffed up. I mean, I always, I'm always stuffed up and have a sinus headache, but now I wake up and like, Oh my God, I have COVID. And it's, I mean, I haven't been anywhere in eight weeks. So where was I getting it? That's right. <laughs> to the point where I actually went and got tested because I was so afraid that I had And then it. you called me and told me then. So then I went and got tested because I was like, oh no. So now I'm afraid that I can't breathe because I have asthma. And okay, my nose is running like because I have hay fever all the time um, or allergies, whatever. And uh, and then you were like, well, the... The COVID test was unpleasant and uncomfortable, and I was like, okay, it was absolute torture. <laughs> like, I was such a wimp. I was like, I'm not crying, I swear, my eyes are just, my eyes are just watering because you're up my nose. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, just a little further. I was like, no, I think you're far enough. And then she said, no, no, I'm more, it's further. And then I felt it in my throat, and then I was just kind of like, oh, uh, yeah. That was too far. <laughs> See, I'm an old hand at that. <laughs> I'm an old hand at that. I've had the rubber hose shoved up my nose oh. so far where I had to swallow it down to look at my vocal cords once. So that was that was about. twice, actually. That was a fun experience. No. So this test was just kind of like just a regular old day. I mean, not every day do I stick a cute up my nose, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, were you like me? Were you like me after you got your result back that, it, that you were negative? I was relieved, so relieved for, like, 
two hours. And then when my headache came back, it's like, where was I in those two hours to have gotten COVID? <laughs> I was relieved for maybe two days. And then I was like, wait, I went to the grocery store, but I wore the gloves and I wore the mask. But you never know, man. You never know. And you never my anxiety know. has been through the roof. So I'm just like chewing my nails now. And then I'm like, oh my God, I've chewed my nails. This is the worst time ever. Like literally in the history of time since 1918, <laughs> should I be chewing my nails? Like this is the worst time. And... <sighs> I get that because I, I chew my nails regularly. Like I hate like when my nails get long. I just chew them down. It's a terrible habit. It's so unhygienic, but I do it. But now I'm super conscious of it. And like, I mean, I have my 73 year old mom with me, so I'm like overly conscious of everything that I do. So my nails have never been longer and fuller and thicker. And as soon as this is over, I'm going to chew them down. But right now I'm like, man, I have nails. Man, see, I wish I just had some self-control when it came to chocolate and chewing my nails. Like I just, I don't know how to have that. Chocolate? No, that's a whole other story. I go to the grocery store and I buy them out of certain chocolate bars. And basically, like, I have a full-on, like, I hoard chocolate. There's a there's a full-on closet of chocolate in my house You know what right I'm now. doing? I'm taking the, like, <laughs> basket of chocolate I have. I'm going to half it up and I'm going to send you half of my chocolate. And I'll be like, just please eat this. Oh, my God. Yes, that's not really going to work out when I return the favor and send you half of yeah, my chocolate. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it helps to have new kinds. Well, this is true. This is true. I mean, I have a nice variety. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like Monica on Friends, like when they do the really the the fat suit and she's fat Monica with a Kit Kat. <laughs> I, I have like a horde of Kit Kat bars out there, and I'm like, no, I want my Kit Kat. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I've been craving though? What's that? Nibs. Oh my god! I haven't had nibs in years. Oh, years, Megan? Years. Oh, well, I had them last week, but I'm just like, you know, it's been, it's been a while now. I'm like hoping, you know, I just wish I was one of those people who could like have a pack of nibs in the cupboard and just kind of go and have one every now and then. And I'm like, you know, every time I buy a pack, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to put those in the cupboard, put a little elastic band around. I'll just have a couple here and there, like every day after supper. But then I like take the pack out. I'm like, okay, I just keep going until I eat half and then I go whoa that's way too much okay you didn't stick to the plan okay put half the pack back and then just have a couple every day and then the next day I just eat the other half and then I'm like well I don't know when I'm ever going to be able to get this on track see honestly in my brain anybody who can do that who can go and just take a couple of anything like a couple of chips or a cup or whatever like a couple of nibs whatever's in the cupboard that's bad if they can just take a couple and leave the rest there they're sociopaths I'm sorry that's just not normal (laughs) (laughs) right Oh my god, I'm so glad we're on the same page. (laughs) Well, before I went to the grocery store, because I was really nervous about going, uh, so I was about a month just eating whatever was in the house here, and it got down to the point where the really only snack food I had was saltines, so they became my chips. (laughs) I sat up and ate an entire row of saltine crackers. (laughs) Those are so good. And you don't need anything on them. Oh no, man, they're they're like a... They're, well, they're like a chip because they're salty, but they taste nothing like chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you think there's there's butter on those, right? Has like, to be. They gotta be like, yeah. I mean, they're too good. Has to be, yeah. They're they're just delicious. Now, adding extra butter makes them better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That true. That's Absolutely. True. Or have you ever? This is gonna sound so lame, um, and so lazy. But you know what? 
this is my reality. So um, sometimes Craig and I are like, oh man, I wish we had nachos. And then we're like, but we have nothing to make nachos. But we're like, but we have saltines and cheese. So then, and this is how lazy sometimes we're like, but the show is just waiting to be watched. So let's just put some cheese on the crackers, put them in the microwave for like 30 seconds. And then you take them out and you're like, well, these are kind of like nachos. Close enough. Close enough. I mean, I've never done that, but it sounds friggin' delicious. <laughs> Listen, anything with cheese, like it can be good. Well, microwave or not. This is the thing, like, cheese is, uh, it's my favorite food on the planet, and I recently, very recently, figured out that lactose causes me to have some issues, <laughs> so I've been trying to cut back on a lot of that stuff, and it's oh just not God. the same, like, cheese is one of those things that I'll suffer through the pain for, you know what I mean? But, but you know what? <laughs> I remember you slamming back the white Russians. Oh, man, and I had no problems. This is, again, one, another thing that's just developed. Like, I'm blaming you. I really <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, I do have some friends, like Keith and you, who uh, seem to get bad luck just because you're in proximity <laughs> to me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd take, I'll take the bad luck any day because I can't, I don't even remember a time. We've only known each other, what, eight, nine years? Nine years. I don't know. I usually count on you to uh, keep track. Nine years. <laughs> no, ten years now. It's been ten years now. This summer. No this way. This is our ten year anniversary. This summer. This is crazy. What? I know. We met in the summer. <gasps> we of should 2010. do something. Yeah. We, wow. We should do something what in a... quarantine. What are we gonna do? Uh, start a podcast. There you go. See, look, this is yes. our anniversary <laughs> podcast. Yay! <laughs> oh my god, how nice is that? Yeah, it's been 10 years, but I feel like I've wow. known you for the entire 34 years of my life. Yeah, for sure. Except I wasn't born yet. But, okay. Well, well, <laughs> true enough. You know, but you're still there. You're still there. Like, I, I, I have childhood memories of me and my childhood friends playing, and somehow my brain has taken you and put you there. Right? I know, you because, okay, so what the, what the listeners don't know... Is that I am originally from St. Lawrence, this small town on the Buren Peninsula of Newfoundland, Canada, and Megan is from Little Bay, and kind of right next it's, to Mary's Town, which yeah. is a small town on the Buren Peninsula, in Newfoundland, Canada. <laughs> yeah, which is a half an hour. They're a half hour from each other, and there's this beach that everybody goes to on the Buren Peninsula called Sandy Cove. Is that the one I'm talking about? Sandy Cove, Gold, right? Golden Sands. Golden Sands. Sorry, Golden Sands. And uh, there's two, yeah, but anyway, Golden Sands. So we just created some random memories. We were like, man, we must have met at Golden Sands. And we, we definitely have known each other, but it's oh, all in our heads. Absolutely. We've created like, these fake memories. There's a distinct memory of me and my, my cousin, uh, who I haven't seen now in years, and a couple of other friends in Little Bay playing in my yard and playing hide-and-seek in the little patch of woods next to my house and you're there in my mind you are there playing with us like i i was 20 years from knowing you but you were there well i could be found in a patch of woods from time to time i mean i wouldn't be past you <laughs> in st lawrence i um we had we always went drinking in the woods in a little patch so i mean oh, yeah you know, same yeah we same same to, but different we used to drink under the bridge that was safe <laughs> <laughs> And not 
not just any alcohol. Like, none of us really knew how to drink. We were stupid. Like, we didn't know what alcohol was, really. We'd just take, like, so we, did, we didn't want our parents to see, to notice that we'd taken some of their booze. So we'd take, like, a water bottle and put a little splash of every type of liquor in the cabinet. So it was disgusting. Like, it was vodka, rum, tequila, whiskey. Oh, gross. Wine, everything mixed together. And we'd drink oh, it and think gross. we were super cool under the bridge. I mean, you were super smart in one way. Like, that's a really good plan for a parent not to catch you. I mean, is it, though? <laughs> I mean, drinking under a bridge is probably not the best plan. But, I mean, you know, taking little amounts of every alcohol. You know, if, like, a Crown Royal just went missing, we'd be like, wait, who drank that? Well, and then I'd probably be like, well, Craig, okay, so... <laughs> Funny story, no, but- a Crown Royal went missing in my house when I was a teenager. Um, uh, so, of course, I, I mean, I was blamed, obviously, but we weren't spending a whole lot of time at the house. Uh, it was summer, and we were spending a lot of time with my aunts. So, we'd, I mean, we'd come home to sleep most times, but we'd always be at my aunt's place. And uh, so this summer, of course, I got blamed for the Crown Royal going missing, but turns out somebody had broken into our house and stolen, while we weren't home, stolen the 26er of Crown Royal. A little velvet bag full of earring backs that they thought had jewels in it. And uh, <laughs> my favorite part was the bottle of balsamic vinegar they thought was alcohol. What I wouldn't oh have God. given to Ben there when they drank it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. But it's weird the sensation that you get, though. I knew, like, I'd go home and I'd, be, I'd say to mom, somebody's been in the house. She's like, no, they haven't. Don't be so silly. Like, the cupboard door is open, like, or the salt shaker's knocked over or some little thing. She's like, oh, don't be so foolish. That's nothing. Nobody's been in the house. We didn't find out until this kid confessed. That's uh, so crazy. Yeah, I know, right? What a violation. I know. It's so creepy. So yeah. creepy, but that weird sixth sense, I tell you, like, I've always trusted my gut since then, I can tell you that. Listen, I, intuition, I think it's not rare, I think everybody can have it if they just open themselves up to it, but I really think that, like, now, just from experience, your gut, now I get it, now I get when people say, like, go with your gut, because it's so true, you really do know, deep down, what the right call is. And a lot of people kind of overthink things and they let their brain kind of act for them. But really, if you just listen to whatever your gut is telling you, that's your intuition and it is always spot on. Oh, absolutely. Like my intuition has gotten me out of several sticky situations. So I'm all over it. I always trust my gut now. Until next time, don't Don't be be talking. Okay, everybody. (laughs) You got this. I believe you. If we could just stop laughing, this is what happens when me and Megan get together. So hopefully we will have you join us on our next podcast episode. And until then, don't don't be be talking. We'll get better at this, I swear. (laughs) Well, if you just want to, you know, hang out while two girls laugh at each other and at themselves, then you found the right podcast. Oh, we are the professors of that. Okay. Anyway, that's all for today, tonight, whatever it is, wherever you are. And we'll hear you next time. I hope you join us next time. Just join us. 
because we ain't going to see them. No, that's true. But we ain't going to hear them either. They're just going to... Okay. Join us next time. (laughs) This is going to be the most convoluted outro on the planet.